What's the vibe, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Running Off the Screen. I am the man they call Mac. We are a couple hours removed from the 2021 NBA draft where our Toronto Raptors selected Scotty Barnes, my dark horse pick, fourth overall. Yeah, I know I was harping on Kaminga, but I low-key thought Scotty Barnes was the best pick. And I actually said that in one of my previous videos saying that he would have been the best fit. Anyway, this episode, I will do a quick breakdown of each selection and how I see things moving forward. But for those fans who are upset or uh, confused by the selection of Scotty Barnes, please imagine you're in the war room, right? And you're sitting across from Masai and Bobby and then Masai stands up and walks over to the whiteboard that has a photo of Jalen Suggs to the left. Uh, then you have a photo of Kaminga to the right. And then you have a photo of um, Scotty Barnes in the middle. Then he points in your direction and he asks you uh, to debate making Barnes our choice. So you're looking at Suggs and you start to compare. Um, both are great playmakers. Uh, they have great vision. Uh, both can communicate on offense and defense. Both are pretty athletic. Uh, they both play with a lot of energy and toughness. And they both need to improve their shot making. But where Barnes probably separates himself, he provides more versatility on offense and defense. And well, that's because he's bringing, he's bringing in the fact that he's 6'9", and he, he has a 7'3", wingspan, and the third largest hands in the draft, you know? And then you're looking at a guy like uh, Kaminga, and trying to compare. They're both versatile defenders. They both have good size and athleticism, and they both need to improve the shot-making. But again, where Barnes separates himself from Kaminga is the point guard instincts. You get a player with a forward's physical attributes, but a point guard's mind. If you remember a video on potential draft um, candidates that I did, it was called Running Film, I broke down Suggs, Kaminga, and Barnes. And when I look back at that, um, video, I, I could make the argument that Barnes stood out the most. And also, let's think of it like this. You know, the league is slowly turning over to the taller guards or, or even like positionless players who, when I say taller guards, I mean, you look at Luka Doncic, um, LaMelo Ball, and now Cade Cunningham. And with like the positionless players, um, coaches are more and more clever at scheming. So the ability to build a game plan to initiate or contain a variety of game scenarios is crucial. So a player like Barnes kind of fits into that trend. So let's give him some time, you know, before we start to judge. Let's see him on the court. Um, he has been compared to Draymond Green everywhere, 
but I can see him more of a cross between Ben Simmons and Draymond due to his athleticism. Now with the 46th pick, <laughs> we selected another point forward in Delano Banton from Rexdale. The first Canadian to ever get drafted by the Raptors. He reminds me of a quicker Kyle Anderson, you know, someone who plays at his own pace and provides a, a lot of versatility and on the offensive end and defensive end. Where he really impressed a lot of scouts, it was during the combine process. And he, in college, he was a guy who shot under 25% from three. You know, at, at Nebraska. He's not. <laughs> he didn't play college at Rexdale, obviously. He went to Nebraska. And he shot under 25% from three. But when he went to uh, the pro day, during the spot shooting drills, he shot 16 of 25, uh, 19 of 25, 17 of 25, and then 16 of 25 again. And then when they were doing the live play, he shot 50% from three, um, shooting three for six. So I like the pick. He's a hometown kid. Uh, hopefully he can get on the court where when the team is back in Toronto, you know, the crowd reaction would be pretty nice for him and his family to experience and for the organization to experience the fact that a Toronto kid gets selected by the organization. Now with the 47th pick, we went with another guard um, in David Johnson out of Louisville. And I'll be honest, at this point, I was a little frustrated. Not that David Johnson is a horrible player, but with Brandon Boston Jr., uh, Jericho Sims, I think Sharif Cooper was still there, and there was a few bigs still on the board. It just felt like the right time to take a chance on those options. But we, we selected David Johnson. Congratulations to him. Um, with him, you're getting a great catch-and-shoot player who projects to be a solid two-way player. He shot 39% um, from three this past season at Louisville, which is solid. Uh, he's 6'5", with a 6'10 wingspan, and played some point guard and played the shooting guard position. And the fact that he's a solid shooter and a good playmaker, I could see why we were intrigued. You know, he could potentially develop into maybe a poor man, Spencer Dimwitty, you know, that type of player. But you never know with these second rounders, right? It usually works out when the hard work meets opportunity. So, you know, all the best to him on his journey. We made a, a little bit of a splash in uh, the un, undrafted free agency. Uh, we got a guy named Justin Champagny out of Pittsburgh um, on a two-way contract. He had a lot of big games this season in college. Very impressive that he averaged 18 points and 11 rebounds while averaging a block and a steal. And you're like, okay, so what? It's a double-double. But the fact that he's 6'7 and 206, he's a pretty excellent rebounder for a guy at that size. You know, he's just a nice athletic energy player who may need some refinement when it comes to basketball IQ and shooting. 
He reminds me a bit of Rondé Hollis Jefferson in regards to like the scrappiness and being a smaller guy who can go move his feet and guard power forwards in the NBA. Now, how how will Nick Nurse use his team? You know, the, the mad scientist known, known as Nick Nurse. He has a couple new pieces to work with. Obviously, Scotty Barnes will have a role to start the season with the Raptors. And you could see maybe Banton, Johnson, and Champagny holding it down for the 905 maybe most of the year. But no matter where they start or finish the season, selecting three players who are big guards shows our perimeter defense and mainly our shot contests were a major concern and I'm glad that we addressed that need. Even though I didn't expect us to double or even triple down like that in the draft. So, and how do you use Barnes to start the season, right? I could see us maybe doing a lineup of Fred, uh, Gary Trent Jr., OG, Barnes, and whoever we bring in at the center spot, at least until Pascal returns. But what do you do once Pascal returns? Could it be redundant to start Barnes beside Pascal in like a Hampton Five type of lineup that Golden State ran a few years ago? It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, especially if Barnes gets off to a great start. But we must remember, um, Barnes doesn't even have a full year's experience running the point, you know. So I can see us easing him into that role, interchanging the responsibility of bringing the ball up the court with Malachi Flynn off the bench. And that could be a major move uh, to solidify our second unit and take us over or take us back to the days where we had the bench mob, you know, who gave other teams starting lineups a lot of problems. So ultimately, uh, this mindset was a mindset they wanted to go in with the building depth and defensive versatility in this draft. And so next week I'll be taking a look at free agency. I'll probably will drop that episode next Sunday to give free agency a couple days to sink in. So hope to see you then. And please remember to like subscribe and raise the vibe. Peace.